What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Friday, August 6th. I hope all you guys had a nice, productive, and successful week this past week. Hopefully, all you guys have an even better and more relaxing weekend, man. And I just want to tell you guys to never, ever settle. Always strive for more. You know, write your goals down, set your goals down, and knock them out one by one. And I promise you, you are going to get there eventually but of course we are still in the middle of a pandemic man so please wash your hands as much as possible to keep the virus from getting on your hands and your face and as always please go outside and get some ultraviolet rays aka sunlight on your skin because i promise you the sun kills all viruses and the coronavirus is not excluded from that list and we are outside please 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 if you're surrounded by a large group crowd or gathering please just wear a mask when you're by yourself Take it off, go about your day, and have fun. And as always, too, we are still demanding justice for Breonna Taylor. We are still demanding justice for Elijah McClain. We are still demanding justice for Jacob Blake. And we're going to continue to demand justice for anybody out there that has been a victim of police brutality or even worse, police murderings, because it simply needs to and it must stop point blank period. But again, man, I still hope all you guys are doing well out there tonight. Um, Team USA's men's basketball team will have a chance to win another gold medal in Tokyo. They will take on France in the gold medal game. They lost to France, I believe, in the first game of pool play. They have, of course, Nicholas Batum, Rudy Gay, Evan Fournier, and a couple other guys that are playing for France as well. So that's going to be interesting. I believe that game starts in a couple hours, so I cannot wait to watch that. But today... I want to talk about two teams in the NBA, both on the Eastern Conference and in the Western Conference, but I want to start off with the Eastern Conference team, and that is the New York Knicks, the Knickerbockers, man. They've had a pretty good free agency period, of course, after it started on Monday. They've done a good job of retaining their veterans. They re-signed Derrick Rose. They brought back Nernest Noel. They got back Taj Gibson, and they re-signed Alec Burks, and then they signed Evan Fournier to a four-year, $78 million deal coming over from the Boston Celtics. And then the biggest splash for the Knicks, and I actually love this move a lot, is they brought in the hometown kid straight from the Bronx, Kemba Walker. I remember a few months ago when the Celtics officially traded Kemba to Oklahoma City, I remember telling myself, and pretty much everybody knew that Kemba was not going to play in OKC. Some people thought he was, but I knew that he just wasn't going to play in OKC because what they're trying to do is rebuild. And at Kemba Walker's age, the type of point guard and caliber player that he is, he doesn't need to be in a rebuilding phase right now with an organization that's looking more towards the future than the present. So Kemba in Oklahoma City agreed to a contract buyout. And now after he's cleared waivers, he is the newest member of the New York Knicks. And I love this just because of so many different aspects. Of course, like I just mentioned, he's from New York. He's from the Bronx. He's the Bronx's finest. He's probably one of the best New York Hoopers ever, even though they have a plethora of talent that have come from that state. Regardless, though, he's also had some of his biggest moments there. Of course, you know, when they won that game versus Pittsburgh in the Big East tournament back when he was at UConn, he had that legendary step back game winner. Um, that was one of the craziest NCAA moments of all time when it comes to basketball. And just even in the league, when he's played at Madison Square Garden, he's had some electric moments. And I can just only imagine that Knicks crowd because, to be honest, like, the Knicks, Madison Square Garden, probably outside of that dumb Trey Young incident when that ignorant fan spit on Trey Young, the Knicks were probably the best environment when it comes to home arenas in the playoffs. You can make the case that Phoenix had a 
also really had a good home crowd environment too because they were definitely loud and rocking but the knicks man Madison square garden it's just nothing like it i've personally never been there but just seeing it on tv and the atmosphere that it was to have the knicks back in the playoffs it was nice and so now i can only imagine them getting kemba and that energy and that excitement and just kemba doing this thing and electric electrifying that crowd I man i cannot wait to watch that and you got to think too the reason they pretty much lost to the Atlanta Hawks was because, one, their point guard play was lacking, but two, they just didn't have enough offensive firepower. And Kemba helps in both of those areas because we all know Kemba's a dude that he's gone off for 60 points multiple times throughout the course of his career, going back to Charlotte. And of course, he can still do that to this day. I know he's dealt with some knee injuries here and there, but I think this is a really good situation for him. I know it doesn't really help them on the defensive end because Kemba has kind of been looked at as a defensive liability over the past few years, which I ain't gonna lie, he kind of is just because he's small and he can't really do anything about that. So that's gonna be an issue still. But when it comes to helping Julius Randle and helping the other guys around him and getting another creator for the Knicks, Kemba Walker is the perfect dude. So I love that move. And then lastly, Scott Perry, man, give this dude a lot of credit, the general manager who the Knicks hired back in 2017. I think he just recently got a contract extension like a couple weeks ago, so congrats to him. They extended Julius Randle on a four-year, $117 million deal, which is a steal because Julius Randle, honestly, after the season that he had, and if he keeps having seasons something like what he had this past year, he should have gotten way more money. I'm not going to lie. And so I respect Julius Randle for leaving some money on the table and letting the Knicks front office be able to be flexible and operate. And just in case a guy like Damian Lillard gets unhappy, he demands a trade, the Knicks would have the perfect offer to trade to Portland and get Damian Lillard back. And of course, that is a long, you know, kind of like a pipe dream, but it is a possibility. So again, congrats to Julius Randle. He earned that contract. He's putting the work. He's been in the league for, like, I think, like eight years now. And he finally just had a breakout season. He was an all-star. He was top five in MVP votes. C congrats to that man, man. So I'm, I'm glad that he got the bag. But all in all, I will say this. Knicks fans, for any of you guys out there that are listening or girls out there listening, I want to say you're going to have to temper your expectations for next season. Because I'm going to say right now, and this is not me hating on the Knicks, but the Knicks will not be a fourth seed in the Eastern Conference next season. I'm just saying that right now. Because you got to look at it like this. Milwaukee's going to be back. Of course, they're the reigning champions. Brooklyn is going to be back. They got Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. Miami just got significantly better. Philly is still a wild card, even though I don't know what they're going to necessarily do with Ben Simmons yet. Even if they keep Ben Simmons, I know that locker room is probably going to be a dumpster fire. They still will win some games in the regular season. They'll probably still get a high seed. You got to look at the Pacers, who I like better than the Knicks, I think. Um, the Bulls is kind of interesting. I think I like the Bulls a little bit more than the Knicks. So I'll probably put the Knicks somewhere between like 6 and 8, you know, possibly playing in the play and trying to get a spot in the playoffs. I will say this team is better than last season's team, even though they were a 4 seed again. But I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like A big part of why the Knicks were such a high seed last season Yes, they kind of came out of nowhere. Yes, Coach Tibbs did a really good job with that team. Yes, Julius Randle had a fantastic season. The role players played well. But a part of that was just due to the fact that a lot of teams that have been used to winning were in the bubble and they had long runs in the bubble. And with that short turnaround from the bubble season to the next season, which was when the Knicks got that four seed, a lot of teams were just tired. Miami was tired. Boston was tired. The Nuggets were tired. The Lakers were tired. Those teams were fatigued. So I'm not going to, you know, bail those teams out. But I'm just saying the Knicks had plenty of rest, just like a couple other teams like the Atlanta Hawks and different teams like that. So, again, 
Knicks fans, be patient. This team is good. I do like this team on paper. Coach Tibbs has an excellent squad. And you got to think, the young core should only get better between R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Cookie had a very impressive rookie year. You're going to get back Mitchell Robinson, who's a shot blocker. Um, and then you drafted pretty well, too. I like Miles McBride out of West Virginia. I also like Quentin Grimes. And I know Tibbs has a weird history of not really playing as rookies, but those two guys could earn minutes in the rotation. But all in all, like this team is very, very solid. This team is going to be good defensively again. Kemba's going to give them a huge spark when it comes to just offense and getting buckets. He doesn't even necessarily have to be a playmaker because the Knicks have a couple different playmakers like an RJ Barrett, like a Julius Randle. So Kemba can really just focus on scoring and that's going to help the Knicks out a lot, man. So shout out to the Knicks fans out there, man. It's an exciting time for the first time in a while, of course, being a Knicks fan to actually have something to cheer for. So I'm proud and, you know, enjoy this while you got it, man. This team... They're doing something right. This new front office, this new uh, regime is doing something right. James Dolan is not interfering with anything from what it looks like from the outside view, but they're, they're doing something. Man. I, I will say that the Knicks should be a playoff team next season, and Kemba Walker is going to help them out a lot alongside Julius Randle, man. So that's the Knicks. Now let's come out west and talk about one of the more active teams in free agency so far is the Los Angeles Lakers, man. And before I actually talk about the moves that the Lakers made, I just want to say when the offseason started for the Lakers after they lost to the Phoenix Suns in the first round of six games, I remember it was so many people saying, where can the Lakers go from here? They don't have any money. They got to do this. They got to do that. They got to bring back Dennis Schroeder. They pretty much did the exact opposite of everything that I just said. And I had a feeling they would because one thing about LeBron James is he's never stagnant. And he's one of the best non-general managers slash general managers in the league. Like LeBron is technically like the assistant general manager of every single organization that he's been a part of except for maybe like Miami because they already put the perfect team around him but when it comes to Cleveland and the Lakers LeBron is technically the general manager I'm not trying to take away anything from Rob Palenka because Rob Palenka definitely done his thing too but LeBron is never competent especially losing in the first round the way that they did I knew that it was going to be a major roster turnover from last season's team so think about this it's only going to be four players from this past season Lakers team that is going to be on next season's roster. And those four are LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Marcus Gasol, and Taylor Horton Tucker, who they just extended to a pretty good solid deal because he's a young and up-and-coming player. So they're only going to have four returners from last year's team. But since then, last week, they added Russell Westbrook on the night of the draft. They added Kendrick Nunn from the Miami Heat. They also added Trevor Reza, former NBA champion with the Lakers and was with the Heat this past year, back to the Lake Show. They're bringing back Wayne Ellington, who played this past season in Detroit. They're going to get Malik Monk, who I actually think is going to help them out a lot. We'll talk about that in a second, though. He's coming over from Charlotte. You're going to bring back Dwight Howard, who spent a year in Philly and, of course, was a part of that 2020 NBA bubble championship team. I don't even want to say bubble because that sounds like I'm discrediting them, but that 2020 NBA champion team. And then, to top it all off, they bring in none other than Hall of Famer Carmelo Anthony and close friend to LeBron James, Melo, man. So I actually like what the Lakers have done. But my first and only concern with this team right now is defensively they may struggle just because their primary wing defender is probably going to be Trevor Reza. And Trevor Reza's up in age. He's still a pretty solid defender, but on a championship team, you don't really want that to be your best overall defender. And honestly, like Anthony Davis is their best overall defender. And LeBron's probably up there too. But in the regular season, throughout the course of the regular season and probably a few games in the playoffs, the Lakers are going to ask Trevor Reza to guard the other team's premier wing players or slash guards. So that's probably my only concern. But other than that, 
Offensively, the Lakers' possibilities are absolutely endless. I already said what Russell Westbrook can bring to this team. He's going to help them out a bunch when it comes to transition offense. He's going to help them out a little bit in the half court. I think he's going to be an excellent playmaker and get a lot of these guys that I just mentioned easy shots and open looks. So I like Russ, of course. You cannot like Russ, especially in the regular season because, again, say Anthony Davis and LeBron just you know, tragically get hurt again. They miss plenty of games. You have Russell Westbrook, you win most of those games instead of losing most of those games like the Lakers did this past year. So I like that. But let's talk about these players, man. So Malik Monk, he kind of honestly got squeezed out of Charlotte because Charlotte just had so many guards between LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham, who of course is now in New Orleans. They just drafted James Booknight with what, the 11th overall pick. So they just had plenty of guards and Malik Monk just had no real need there and so i've always actually liked malik monk going back to his days in high school he's from the state of arkansas he then played a season at kentucky next to malik monk or excuse me next to De'Aaron fox and bam out bio and he was my favorite player on that team he had a 50 point game against north carolina and i think he's a good bench scorer i think lebron ad and russ are going to help out his game a lot because right now he's probably more so than anything labeled a shooter but i also kind of leave, I, I also kind of count him as a score too. I think he could be a score too, but mostly he is a shooter. And I just think having to do like that off the bench is going to help them out tremendously. Then you get back to White Howard. And that was a big problem with last season's Laker team as well was that their backup big rotation and just their front court rotation in general was just bad because the key, honestly, like I mentioned on Monday when I was talking about the Russell Westbrook trade and before the Lakers made all these new acquisitions to their roster, I was saying that for the Lakers to be the best possible team that they want to be next season, Anthony Davis has to commit to playing the center. That is the biggest key. But if they can get that, you can bring Dwight Howard off the bench, and he's going to help them out a lot. I love Dwight as a backup, but he thrived in that role a couple years ago when they won the championship against the Miami Heat. So I like that for Dwight Howard. You know what I'm saying? And then Kendrick Nunn is an interesting one, too, because he's not as elite as Dennis Schroeder is on, on the defensive end. But I do think he gives you a little bit more on offense when it comes to just being able to get a bucket. K. Nunn's not really a playmaker like that. Like, he's not going to go out and get eight assists. He could some nights. Like, I wouldn't be surprised, but that's not his thing. He's more of a scorer. And that was another thing for last year's Laker roster, too, is like when LeBron's not being aggressive, Anthony Davis is settling for shots, they never really had a dude that can just go out and get their own bucket. Luckily, now, they have Malik Monk can do that. They have Kendrick Nunn can do that. And... You now have one of the greatest scorers in NBA history, Carmelo Anthony, can do that too. We all know who Carmelo is. He doesn't need no introduction. I don't got to do anything and say anything about Carmelo. Carmelo's going to be Carmelo. Yeah, he's probably going to have to take a step up on defense, which I think he can. But offensively, I think he's going to help out the Lakers a ton. And you got to think, he already played with Russell Westbrook back in their days in OKC. I think he was only there for like two seasons, if I'm not mistaken. So he already has that chemistry and camaraderie with Russell Westbrook. So that should definitely help them out and get them well acquainted to this Laker roster as well so all in all like i like this team man wayne ellington he sh he's a career 38 percent three-point shooter you can't be mad at that you know what i'm saying so rob palink and lebron they're playing chess while the rest of the league is playing checkers aside from the miami heat and a couple other teams they're playing chess and you gotta think about like this too is like everybody always talking about cap space and all this different things like when you're the lakers when you're the heat in these big time markets in the nba it's really no such thing as cap space. Like, yeah, it's a term. Yeah, you got to abide by the cap space. But really, with all the moves that both of these teams have made, it's just no such thing. They operate at a different level. And so the Lakers, man, 
this team is going to be interesting. I will say that I'm really curious to see what they can do defensively, but offensively too, like, like I said earlier, the possibilities are endless. They can do so many different things. You can have LeBron James play the power forward. You can keep AD at the four, but I think that's kind of a risk because yeah, you could start Marcus at the five two, which would, I mean, that's not a bad lineup. Don't get it twisted, but I just think Anthony Davis at the five, it just expands the Lakers offense so much and it gives you plenty of room for Russell Westbrook to work it gives you plenty of room for LeBron to work your shooters get a little bit more space Anthony Davis gets some more room to operate so I just think it's it's a lot that Frank Vogel is gonna have to incorporate into this offense he got to watch a ton of film and this team could do a lot you know what I'm saying like honestly off the top of off the bat, like, I'm going to just say the Lakers are going to be the best team in the Western Conference. Obviously, you know, Jamal Murray's still going to be hurt. You then have, you know, Kawhi Leonard hurt with the Clippers. The Suns, I think, are still going to be up there. I kind of, I'm a question mark with the Dallas Mavericks just because I understand how great Luka Doncic is, but I'm just not a big believer in Jason Kidd whatsoever as a coach, but he does have a great player in Luka, so I can't really be mad at that. I think the Utah Jazz are definitely going to be up there, but I'm never worried about them when it comes to the playoffs because they just don't have enough firepower. Like, yes, Donovan Mitchell is headed to be a great player, but they just don't have enough firepower around them to help them out. So right now, I'd say the Lakers are the favorites to win the Western Conference next year. Like, I'm going to just say that right off the bat. This team, they pretty much addressed every need and every issue except for defensively. I got to keep saying that. But I think they can work it out just because Anthony Davis is so great. LeBron's a solid defender. Ariza's always been known for his defense. Dwight's a pretty good defender. Kendrick Nunn is a pretty solid defender as well. Russell Westbrook has been up and down. But when he's committed to playing defense, he can play defense. And Marcus Saul, even though he's not the tallest guy, even though, of course, he's seven feet. But he's not the fastest guy. He's not the most athletic guy. But... He is still a very high IQ defensive player, man. So the Lakers did it, man. They improved this roster, and they are going to be a tough out to beat come this time next year in the playoffs. Watch out for this team, man. They are fully, fully stacked up, man. But as always, I appreciate you guys, man. Shout to Nuts and Bolts Sports. We are at Nuts and Bolts SP on both Twitter and Instagram. Please go follow us. Go like our stuff. Go comment on our stuff. For all your sports news and needs, I promise you guys, Nuts and Bolts Sports has it all for you. I'm a college basketball writer slash blogger slash journalist. Feature alongside a whole bunch of other really talented writers slash bloggers slash journalists. I'm also featured on Nuts and Bolts Sports Podcast Network alongside a whole bunch of other really, really good sports podcasts, man. So please go check us out on our long list of sports podcasts as well, man. And of course, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Please like comment subscribe rate review and share and if you listen to my podcast on apple podcast please leave a rate and review that is how we share grow and expand the pod i will talk to you guys soon you guys stay safe out there enjoy your weekend and as always peace and love gone